Okay, now when the narcissist pulls shenanigans, it's called crazy making for a reason. My stars, thank you so much for your subscription and thank you for motivating me and keeping me inspired to keep this channel active. Those of you who have subscribed recently, welcome to the Luminous Star channel. Well, actually, welcome to the Luminous Star family. A lot of us know about the crazy making, but like I said, it's called crazy making for a reason. When narcissists and cluster personality types who may be in your life begin to pull shenanigans, and engage in all types of diabolical tactics, this can make one feel crazy. So sometimes it can feel like uh, Alice in Wonderland type effect, you know, especially, or, or like a butterfly effect, you know, cause it's such a, a crazy making and unstable type world when you have narcissists and some cluster personality types in your life. Going no contact usually begins in the mind. Okay, now when somebody is right in the middle of all the crazy making, all of the diabolical tactics, all of the shenanigans, it's very hard to focus on what's necessary in order to thrive forward past narcissistic abuse. Sometimes it's very hard to find what you may have to do or what type of adjustments you're gonna have to make in order to thrive forward past the narcissistic relationship. Should a person decide to go no contact or if the option of going no contact should surface, once again, he or she, they're gonna have to realize that there's some adjustments that will have to be made. For one, because a person has become accustomed to having the narcissist and a closely personality type in their life. Now, it may be several uh, narcissists, it may be several closely personality types in your life, uh, because some of us work with them. We don't just live with them, we work with them. But when it comes down to going no contact, should you decide to do so, first of all, you're going to have to face the reality that adjustments are gonna to have to be made because you probably have become familiar with living and or working with narcissists and cluster personality types. One must face the reality that adjustments more than likely will have to be made because number one, as I stated, they're familiar with having the relationship with cluster personality types such as narcissists. Number two, he or she will not be able to adjust very well to the reality that's gonna change. So your reality is going to change once you go no contact. A lot of us don't consider what that means. This change could be intimidating. It can be intimidating psychologically, emotionally. It can be challenging emotionally and psychologically, as well as, I mean, sometimes even financially. It can be very challenging to go no contact, to make these adjustments, to face reality. So in order to face this reality, one has to consider what the adjustments may be. Okay, one may have to move. One may have to stay in the situation a little while longer before strategizing how to go no contact. You know, it depends on the circumstances. Some of us just cannot pack up and leave. Now, in this video, I'm not suggesting that you do so. I'm just putting out there that when it comes to going no contact, it starts within the mind. Sometimes due to circumstances, some people will have to stay in the relationship a little while longer before actually strategizing 
how to make their first, pardon me, their next move. Psychologically, emotionally, sometimes even financially, there are challenges that are sure to follow once a person decides to go no contact from a narcissistic relationship. While dealing with all the crazy making, it can be very difficult to strategize how to do so, how to go no contact, how to even stay in the relationship should the circumstances uh, be such, okay? You may have to stay in that relationship a little while longer. You may have children with this person. You may be in a marriage with the narcissist or close personality type. You may be, uh, they may be elderly parents of yours. Maybe you're taking care of them. So you just can't off and go, okay, about your business. You can't just go no contact right away. But when you go inside of your mind and you strategize how to do so, this can help you to stay focused on thriving forward before you actually go no contact. In order to make such an adjustment, in order to strategize how to go no contact, well, all the crazy making that's going on around you, well, first of all, take off the rose-colored glasses. This will help you to at least see a little bit more clearly while the chaos is going on, while the crazy making is going on, it's like a camera that refocuses, and you will be able to see a little bit more clearly what's going on when those shenanigans are being pulled by your narcissist. A lot of highly sensitive people or those who have empathic abilities, very often another thing that happens is that he or she will try to use their mentality to figure out what's going on with the narcissist. Why do they do what they do? Sometimes the pendulum swings over to the other side and that's being overly emotional. And I'm saying not belittling how you feel, but that's just what my point is. Balance what you think with what you feel. Should a person be able to go no contact, in other words, after the, you know, after the dust settles, after they come out from that crazy making world, right, of the narcissistic relationship, sometimes what happens is that when they go no contact, a little bit down the road, they may still wish for the narcissist to change. They may even hope that he or she or they will change. But this is something that often happens even after going no contact. So this is why I'm saying that an adjustment will have to be made or some adjustments will have to be made, such as taking off the rose-colored glasses and facing reality. Because one's reality will change should they go no contact from a narcissistic relationship. A person has to prepare for the psychological changes, for the emotional changes, even the financial changes the spiritual changes, okay, and so on and so on. They're going to have to, you know, be prepared for that. So this is also why strategizing how you're going to go no contact is very important. It's imperative because once you go no contact, it won't be such a shock to your system because those adjustments will have to be made. The changes are going to be experienced. Okay, so a lot of us are familiar with the crazy making, such as pulling shenanigans and engaging in diabolical tactics. So what does that look like in the world of a narcissistic relationship? Well, number one, a lot of manipulation is gonna be going on. Number two, there may be a whole lot of deception going on. Number three, emotional blackmail. Number four, there may be some cyber bullying. There may be literally 
bullying you into doing things that you're not comfortable with doing. There may be flying monkeys that the narcissist and cluster personality type may recruit to get you to be uh, to hoover you back in should you go no contact but if you haven't gone no contact yet let's just say you're low contact the narcissist and cluster personality type they may pick up on your you know you may be possibly thinking about leaving people who have predatory natures such as narcissists or the narcissistic personality yeah believe it or not they can actually sense when something has changed within the relationship that means if you're contemplating going no contact, believe it or not, some people who have narcissistic personalities, they can pick that up. When they pick those signals up, you want to know how to handle that should you still remain in the relationship. That means you're going to have to manage your expectations of him or her because this is when the shenanigans are probably going to increase because they sense something different in the air. What they're sensing is that you're contemplating you're strategizing on going no contact. So right now you may be low contact. You may still be in that situation. Should the narcissist and or cluster personality type increase their shenanigans? Should they engage in more diabolical tactics than usual, such as fighting about false issues or goading you into an argument, right? Just to get a rise out of you, just to get you to become re reactionary because this way they'll feed off of your energy should you be goaded into the argument and you become reactionary. Some of us have already experienced that like yours truly. You want to be able to bounce back quickly when that happens because that's something that may happen before it's all said and done. And I'm mentioning this because this is all a part of the crazy making world of being in a narcissistic relationship. Should your narcissist or cluster personality type pick up that, that you may want to leave the relationship so they're going to probably throw you a curveball, such as increasing the shenanigans, yes. engaging in diabolical tactics, like goading you into an argument. They may become more argumentative than usual. They may become more adversarial. They may act like they're in opposition of you because they sense something, you know, array in the air. They sense something going array. They sense something different. They sense that maybe you're thinking about relieving the relationship. So if they lose supply, they lose control. And that's a no-no to most narcissists and cluster personality types. So you want to be prepared for those curveballs, and you want to be able to continue to strategize thriving forward past narcissistic abuse. That curveball that I just mentioned, that can potentially knock you off balance. And before you know it, you're distracted and you're not focused on what it will take to continue to thrive forward past narcissistic abuse. When narcissists and cluster personality types recruit the flying monkeys, to hoover you back in, this is another curveball. Narcissists and cluster personality types, sometimes what they will do, especially if they sense that you're going to leave the relationship, because again, this means they're losing control and they don't like to lose control. Narcissists and cluster personality types, sometimes they will recruit a flying monkey, two or three of them, to hoover you back in if you've gone no contact, but if you're still in the relationship and they think you might leave, they still may recruit the flying monkeys simply because they want to emotionally bully you into staying in the relationship. Some of you have already experienced this. Some of those flying monkeys may be enablers of the narcissist or cluster personality. In other words, these flying monkeys and or enablers are people that you are already in a relationship with. So emotionally bullying you won't 
be too much of an effort for the narcissist to pull off. He or she may ask you, well, what's going on between you two? Or why are you all not talking? Or how come you all seem to be at odds all of a sudden? When you're mm -hmm. you may be thinking, well, we've been at odds for a long time. But the thing that a lot of us have grown to know when it comes to narcissistic relationships, everything is not as what it appears. So to everyone else from the outside looking in, it may look like you all are getting along just great. Okay, and flying monkeys and or enablers, they may not really know the whole story, but this is how your narcissist can use them to hoover you back in or to get you to stay or emotionally bully you into staying in the relationship. Another thing that may be going on with your narcissist or cluster personality type is that with all the chaos going on, with all the crazy making, it may seem like they're getting along with everybody else except you. But that's also what makes it crazy. If you consider yourself a highly sensitive person or a person with empathic abilities, this probably is the case. If you consider yourself a person that has empathic abilities or a highly sensitive person, this is something that you probably have felt for a little while now or you have repeatedly felt. I'm not certain, but this is one that I'm hearing a lot about is that the narcissist and cluster personality type seems to get along with everybody else except him or her. Now this can cause part of the crazy making to take effect on one's mental health and emotional health. A person's overall well-being is compromised anyway when he or she is involved in a narcissistic relationship. Sometimes narcissists or custom personality types, they may play this game, you know, they may, this is part of the gaslighting technique. They're playing with the mind. So they may set it up to appear as if he or she is getting along with everyone except you because they probably want you to believe that you are a big problem to them if you're not cooperating with them. In other words, you may become a challenge to their false self-image and that's a problem. So it is at this time that emotional and mental health will be imperative. I mean, it's, it's important anyway, but when you are right in the middle of that crazy making world of a narcissistic relationship, yeah, that's real, that goes double. In order to balance your emotional with your mental, that means you're critically thinking and that means you are emotionally aware of what you're feeling. All the while, the crazy making is going on. I know that sounds impossible. It's challenging, but it's not impossible to do. And sometimes the narcissist and cluster personality type, they will pull shenanigans. They will engage in diabolical tactics. They will engage in this in order to keep you off balance and keep you more emotional rather than critically thinking about what's going on in the relationship. So all the crazy, this is part of the crazy making. The part of the crazy making is to keep you off balance, especially mentally. Okay, let me break that down. 
a highly sensitive person or a person who has empathic abilities, they feel more deeply. So they don't have a problem with feeling or emotions. It's the mentality that may become a little bit off balance. I'm not saying anyone's crazy. However, this makes the point of how some people say being with a narcissist and cluster personality type can drive you crazy. If you are a person who's a highly sensitive person or have empathic abilities, then again, you don't have a problem with feeling deeply, but you are in a relationship with someone who does have a problem feeling deeply. They do not emotionally regulate. If you're living with a narcissist and a cluster personality type or several of them, first of all, you already probably know that they do not emotionally regulate. Okay, so you're a person that may not really have that problem. You feel deeply. Okay, so you're able to, you know, you tap into your emotions, tap into your intuition. Okay, tap into your instinct. You're probably a little bit better at that than your narcissist is. Okay, narcissistic personality disorder. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. See what DSM-5 says about it. And I'll go over some of it. Let's, uh, you know what, I'm, I wanna point this out. I wanna point this out right here. Impairments in interpersonal functioning. Now, I'm going to explain why I pointed this out in a minute, but let me go ahead and read it. Empathy, impaired ability to recognize or identify with feelings and needs of others, excessively attuned to reaction of others or reactions of others, but only if perceived as relevant to self and or underestimate of own effect on others. Intimacy. Relationships largely superficial and exist to serve self-esteem, regulation, constrained by little genuine interest in others, experiences, and predominance of a need for personal gain. Pathological personality traits in the following domain. Antagonism, characterized by grandiosity, feelings of entitlement, either overt or covert. Now, the reason why I pointed these two out, these impairments here, which describe in the DSM-5, the narcissistic personality, is because, again, in the typical dysfunctional family headed by someone who is abusive, you're not going to find this. But in a dysfunctional family, Whereas there's a cluster personality or a narcissistic personality, you're going to find this. This is what makes the dysfunctional family a little bit more hideous. There's your typical dysfunctional family, and then there's your dysfunctional family headed by the narcissist or cluster personality. The abuse will be a little bit more hideous simply because of some of these impairments right here. So it's like you all are on opposite sides of a spectrum you feel deeply, they don't feel deeply enough. 
So when you start to try to figure out what's going on in the relationship, you're turning away from your emotions. You're becoming overly analytical and that can cause your emotions to go batty batty, okay? Or just fly all over the place, which can bring on some type of mental imbalance. Therefore, the crazy making world begins to take effect and you may feel crazy. Nothing seems to really make sense in the world of a narcissistic relationship. So they call it crazy making for a reason. One of the best ways to gain emotional and mental balances during all the crazy making is to practice self-preservation, translation, take care of yourself. Focus on what you need to focus on. Focus on what you need to do to continue to thrive forward past the narcissistic relationship, especially if you have to stay in the relationship for a little while longer. A balance of mental and emotional health is often what's imperative, but is not considered, okay, when dealing with the crazy making of a narcissist or cluster personality type, all right? And I wanna really make that clear because I've gone through this like a lot of you have. During, right in the middle of all the chaos, it is very hard to focus. So mental health and emotional health is a must. Mental health and emotional health becomes very important, a little bit more than usual, actually. A balance of emotional and mental health is very important especially dealing with all the crazy making of a narcissist and cluster personality type. But guess what? It's often overlooked. It's often not considered. There are two great ways amongst several that you can do in order to help you to balance emotional and mental health. Number one, Practice self-preservation, translation, take care of yourself. Make sure you're sleeping. Make sure you're eating a little bit more healthier. Make sure that you're, you have a contrast. That's your support base. 